Alrighty, a little bit of a, a remote setup here. I have Jack Prokopis coming in from Massachusetts. I'm in New Hampshire. So, Jack, what's going on? Welcome back. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for the welcome. Uh, happy holidays, Jason. Happy to be on. Yeah, happy holidays to you as well. So, we'll be talking a little bit about the Red Sox and, you know, their lack of moves in the past few weeks. So, last time we made an episode, we didn't talk about the Justin Turner signing and a lot of they made a lot of departures like um, JD Martinez and other prospects. So first question, you know, I want to ask you, it's kind of the million dollar question right now in all of Red Sox baseball, you know, with all that's gone on, do you think this team is on, a, on the right track to be competitive in 2023? Oh, right now? No. Um, there's still at least two, probably three you know, pretty big moves away. You know, they still need a premier starter, whether that comes in free agency as the pitching market's really thinned out, or maybe they acquire somebody through trade. That's uh, obviously you mentioned it's been a few weeks since really anything's happened for us. Um, maybe in that time, Heim Bloom and the, the the front office has been working on a, on a bigger trade, maybe a Pablo Lopez or Brandon Woodruff, you know, those would be dreams. Um, but the price on those guys will be higher. Uh, obviously, free agency, don't lose anything, just some money. So they're definitely um, they have they have some good pieces in place, but there are a few bigger moves away from competing in 2023, especially considering how stacked the AL East is and keeps getting. Obviously, the Blue Jays keep adding, and the Yankees with Radon and Blue Jays with Varsha, like I just said. Even the Orioles are getting better, so they they better pick it up soon. Yeah, I mean, you, you hit it. You hit it really well right there. You know, all these AL East teams are getting better. Sure, the Red Sox were be- are a better team right now with the departure of Bogarts. But if every other team is improving more than you are, then you're in a bad spot. Right. <laughs> and you know, there have been a lot of questionable roster moves too, like you know, DFAing Eric Hosmer, you know, DFAing Jeter Downs, who was picked up by the Washington Nationals. I think the first team to appear on the waiver wire so it's yeah. it's it's pretty crazy what this team has done you know what, what i want to hear your thoughts on you know the hosmer situation because i i totally disagree with that move yeah so hosmer you know last year he obviously yeah here's the thing about hosmer he plays good defense and he's reliable he's he's had consistently 450 500 plate appearances or at bats for the for a years now and last year when he came over you know he was having an all right season with san diego you know hitting around 280 came in got hurt played a little and got hurt but for considering that that he's basically on the minimum because san diego is paying most of his contract he has good experience and he's a good fielder while also being a good bat it didn't make a whole lot of sense to dfa him um maybe this means bobby dalbeck is looked at as a good bench piece you know to play first and third and obviously we saw him at shortstop so he can give him some versatility that Hosmer couldn't and also a right-handed bat I, I I understand that they didn't want both first base options to be left-handed hitters you know Casas and Hosmer for me that wasn't really a big concern but I guess Hosmer is kind of dialed into just first base but I, I agree the DFAing was a little bit confusing I mean maybe I thought they would have been able to get something from for a trade maybe, but maybe the health is a concern. Who knows? And Jeter Downs um, kind of 
represents Heinblum's biggest failure as the Red Sox president of baseball operations. Obviously now with Downs was the biggest, he really was the biggest piece of the best trade. Um, once a really highly looked upon prospect and he came up in the majors, his strikeout rate was over 50% and did nothing. Um, and this is a guy who the Red Sox just gave up on after the year plus of struggles. So now it's Verdugo and Wong. Maybe they, they're, they're your pieces for bets while bets is flourishing and, um, in Los Angeles and David Price obviously was a part of that deal, but Downs, it's it's sad to see that we really got nothing for bets. And I mean, Verdugo is a solid player, but Downs was supposed to be something that could develop into an everyday player, and it just failed. Yeah, no. I, going back to that trade, you know, it was kind of like a, a salary dump plus. You know, hope hopefully you get some pieces moving forward, and hopefully they develop. Wasn't the case, and as you said, you know, Verdugo. No one knows the ceiling on him. Everyone, but everyone thinks his he's already reached his ceiling, or his ceiling's pretty low. That's what I'm trying to say. And then you know, Jader Downs was looked upon as, like you said, a top prospect. I think it was top 50 in 2020. But obviously, COVID season canceled canceled the minor league season. So and then 2021, he he was you know hitting I think below the Mendoza line for most of the year in oh, AAA yeah. in AAA Worcester. What'd you say? Oh, he wasn't the MLB. I'm not sure about AAA. Yeah, no, uh, and AAA, he wasn't doing that well. He yeah, yeah. He, he was hitting for a low average, striking out a lot. Yeah. Then when they tried him in the major leagues, just it, it carried with him, and yeah, it didn't exactly. work out. So yeah, uh, failure on Bloom's end, but you know, and going back to uh, Hosmer, I, I'm pretty surprised because you know you see Bobby Dahlbeck, who they've ex expressed interest in trading. He's now your backup first baseman, you know, and you're putting a lot of pressure on Casas to do pretty well. And I think, you know, Hosmer could have been, a, you're paying him nothing. You're paying him nothing, first of all. And he'll provide you good defense and a good mentor to Casas. And, you know, I can understand why, you know, the front office doesn't like him. He's probably produced negative war <laughs> hitting in his time since san diego so I, I don't blame them for thinking you know that's going to be a major setback but you know you have other moves you can make you can probably dfa ryan brazier and he'll easily clear waivers but he'll go as a free agent somewhere else caleb or you know i think he's the guy who could clear waivers or maybe even darwin's and hernandez but who knows who knows why they have they haven't pulled the plug on them but yeah um i think i want to change topics let's go to the starting rotation you know Bloom says he wants two starters. Literally, not nothing so far. Do you think you think Bloom's gonna add something, or do you think we're gonna have the rotation as it is? Yeah. So the rotation is really the biggest question mark right now to me. Um, obviously, we've seen numerous additions in the bullpen. You've seen numerous additions in the lineup, and we haven't seen a new face in the rotation now. Paxton accepting that player option maybe that's that's um a new face to them or sale coming back that's a, kind of an addition for them if you look at the rotation right now they only have one guy who pitched consistent innings for them last year and that's pavetta sale has barely pitched in the last three years bayo pitched 50 innings whitlock has barely pitched as a starter there's not much experience there outside of Pavetta, and they can't count on Paxton being a starter, similar to sales situation. Um, for them, they absolutely have to add a high-end starter. 
I personally would love if they brought back Avaldi and Waka or Avaldi and traded for a pitcher because we saw last year you can never have too much pitching. And yeah, that probably bumped Pavetta into long relief. And if somebody gets hurt, he's there. Or you could even trade him, although I don't know how high his value is. They have to address the starting rotation. It has to be one more guy. I'm, I'm fine with, I think Sale is going to do well, but that's, that's bearing injuries, you know? Who knows if he can stay healthy? And we saw Heyman report yesterday that teams have checked in on his availability. Personally, I would not trade Sale because his value has never been lower. So I might as well keep him for the upside he offers. So between Sale and Bayo and Whitlock, all right, there's talent, there's upside. But who knows, can they perform? And then Pavetta at the end, you definitely need another starter, though, maybe two. Um, and like I said, I'd be happy with Havaldi or Waka. Uh, I'd be happy if they acquired even somebody higher, uh, higher-end pitcher through trade like Lopez or Woodruff. I'd stay away from Corey Kluber or Rich Hill. Um, but it's definitely their biggest need right now. Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you. I don't know if I agree with you on the last part, staying away from Rich Hill or Kluber. I think Kluber, although he's had some injury concerns, he's a solid pitcher. But that's if we lose Avaldi, I wouldn't be opposed to that. But as you said, you know the trade market—it's been quiet as we yeah. uh, hear reports from you know beat writers and other people. And then, um, you know, what's the price of you know Woodruff or Lopez? I'm thinking they're going to be asking for Meyer. That's what that's the that's the thing I'm concerned about. Can they do it without Meyer, Bayo, Casas? I don't know. I don't know if they want to move a lot of people because you know there have been reports that saying you know they're untouchables. You know, like I heard, uh, Sedan Rafaela was one of the untouchables. Miguel Blaze, one of the untouchables. So that's literally here, the core of the minor league system. Other than like you know mm-hmm. Bayo and Casas, they're going to be major leaguers. But what I just said is basically the core of the future for this Boston Red Sox team. So I don't know if teams are going to be willing to trade their star player for what we're willing to trade. I, I don't see that as a possibility. But what I do see is us getting Michael Walker back for maybe a three-year deal. I don't know how much, but like I think he's going to be looking for – he's not going to take a one-year deal. That's what I was going to try to say. But his value, I think, is at the highest he'll ever be. But like you yeah. said, if one, if, if one arm goes down in this current rotation, and God forbid two, as Joey Capone says, this team is in big trouble. Mm-hmm. And we don't yeah. have the arms to replace. We do have the arms. They just haven't been good. You know, Josh Winkowski, eh, he had a down rookie year. But, you know, can he develop that put-away pitch? Who knows? Uh, what's his name? Cutter Crawford showed, signs yeah. of, showed good signs last year, but, like, Cutter Crawford. And then... You have other guys like Seabold, Brian Mata, but who knows? You know, your thoughts? Yeah. Um, to your Kluber point, I wouldn't be opposed to Kluber if they added somebody higher end before him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I they have a higher end role to fill, and Kluber doesn't fit that. Avaldi, Woodruff, I don't even, I don't, they, Vivaldi, Woodruff, Lopez, they fit it. I don't even know if Waka fits it. Can Waka be your second best pitcher on a contender? Probably not. He's coming off of a career best season. Right. And aside from a couple bad starts, a couple bad starts at the end of the season, he was really, really good all year. But he also, you know, missed some time as did every other starter. I'll say, Jason, I read something. Um, The Red Sox had seven guys last season start 10 or more games. 
out of out of those seven, three of them had ERAs at four, five, or lower. Oh, just when you said guys, all three of those guys are free agents of Aldi Hill and Waka. Jesus, just the, just when the fact that you said he had seven pitchers pitching uh, ten. Wait, was it ten games? Sorry. Yeah, I, I think the minimum was actually eleven. But yeah, yeah. Still, like, holy cow, that's not and, that, yeah, that just shows yeah, and, your pitching was terrible, you know. And all three of those guys are free agents. Um, yeah. so, but like I said earlier, you know, they have some, they think they have some additions, you know, like Sale and, and moving Whitlock and Bale getting more experience. But they really, and, and I wouldn't be opposed to Kluber, um, but that he would have to be their second guy that they get after they get somebody who's proven they can be a premier starter, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, you know. As Rob Bradfoe has said in the show, pay for certainty. And the Red Sox have not paid for certainty in the rotation. They got to – looks like in the sweepstakes, you know, there are other teams. And, you know, I, I've, I've been reading a lot, and it's basically, you know, the Red Sox have been already outbidded by, you know, Cedars for Evaldi, so that's not good. And then, ugh, don't get me started on, you know, the bloom and the full front office thing. We haven't even talked about Devers, but I, I'm just mad that the front office is literally showing nothing and they don't care. So, yeah. We'll- um, to your point about Evaldi, I, I really would love to see him back. He, he's been the team's best pitcher for the past two years. Obviously last year didn't pitch a whole lot, but 2021, he was really, really solid. He, he, was an all-star. I think he finished fourth in AL Cy Young voting. Like he was really solid. Um, and he's he's kind of an older fashioned pitcher where he'll he'll work deep into games. He can maybe save your bullpen. And I thought he was good last year, obviously, that game versus the Blue Jays where he allowed like eight runs in in, in, in an inning. Remember that? They just kept hitting home runs. Obviously yeah. that game was hideous, but he he wasn't bad. He's pitched well in a Red Sox uniform. And I I don't think that He'd be, um, I don't think he'd break the bank. I think, especially since the qualifying offer is still attached to him, so a team would lose a pick. I feel like the Red Sox could easily bring him back. And the lack of, you know, addressing that starting rotation, especially with Evaldi, probably tells me that Evaldi's gone. Probably. Yeah. Like you said, you know, he rejected the qualifying offer, which I found kind of surprising. You know, twenty million almost, or nineteen point six five central. Yeah, but yeah, and I mean, it tells you that they they value him in that sense. Obviously, they didn't offer it to Waka, so they think he's worth something like that. Um, but Evaldi's probably looking at one last contract, maybe three years, forty three, forty five million, something in that range. Maybe you could get him for two years, twenty eight million. Yeah, I mean, I mean, similar to JD though. They they expressed mutual interest, you know, Avaldi saying he kind of. Mm-hmm. I think I think early in the season, um, he said something like that. Um, but yeah, I want to move to Devers. I really do. You know, it doesn't look good, Jack. It does not look good. Yeah, I'm I'm losing my mind every day just thinking of it. And I guarantee you, the Red Sox probably won't get him in if they don't sign him long term at the end of before spring training. Yeah. Um, well, we saw the numbers that were reported from Hector Gomez that Devers is looking for. So he's seeking nine years. Now, this might not be true. This is coming from Hector Gomez. So he is reliable. But he, Gomez reported that Devers is seeking 
10 for 325, so 32 a little over a year, you know, which is high end. And for Devers, like we said on the podcast earlier, a team will pay him more than he is quote unquote worth, whether it's the Dodgers or a team like that. Somebody will give him 33, 34, 35 million dollars a year. And it, although it might not, it might look like an overpay, you have to overpay to keep your guys. And we've seen that this offseason. So Gomez reported he's looking for nine years, 300 million, 10 years, 325, or 11 years, 360. If 10 years, 325 to me looks reasonable. Obviously, if you compare him to the other best third baseman in the league, you know, there's Austin Riley who would make, who's making like 22 a year, who's just as good as a player. But that was before this market. Austin Riley in this market before he signed that extension would be getting a similar price. For the Red Sox, it's going to seem like an overpay maybe a little, but they have to do it. You're going to have – and it, it, it's the same thing for Bogarts. Somebody paid him that contract that you wouldn't, and somebody's going to pay Devers that contract that we won't. So whatever it is, whatever he's asking for, if those are the numbers that – if what Gomez reported is what he's looking for, give it to him. Ten years, $325 million. Give it to him. Yeah, Gomez. Oh my gosh! If Gomez is right, what the hell are they waiting for? Like, I agree. What? Why? But I, I, I'm not gonna listen to his report for a second. And I'm gonna say, you know, you saw the Heyman thing, or not Heyman? No, the June Lee and Ken Rosenthal thing that says Red Sox yeah, and Devers are galaxies apart. Yeah, that's <laughs> to me that's incredibly concerning because it shows that they really haven't woken up ever since the Bogarts thing. And now I understand not mo- matching the Bogarts price. We already talked about that, but they have to realize, yes, they're going to have to give a little bit more than they expect. If they want to have a chance of keeping this guy, I sent out a tweet a couple days ago and it after the galaxies apart thing came out and it's as simple as this. The Red Sox need Rafael Devers. Rafael Devers does not need the Red Sox. And yeah. it's as simple as that. If we lose Devers, how, be honest. How long until we actually have a, or until how long until we're back in the ALCS or the World Series? Six years. No, More? I wouldn't say Maybe six years. Less. I'd say, I'd say, at at least three. Yeah, and and that's counting on Meyer coming up, winning Rookie of the Year right away. Not, it's and, not even that. It's not even that. It's just like you know. Are the Red Sox going to call up uh, Raphael, and is he going to live up to his hype that he currently has? Is Tristan Casas going to emerge into a big star of his? Exactly. Right. Is Brian Bayo going to emerge as the, the ace core. of the future? You know, I think that's it's, and that's a lot of pressure. You know, putting on this rookie class totally. that team is, and we saw. I said this in our last episode. I think just one one on one, not the Nate, not with Nate. Yeah. You know, the Red Sox, their minor league depth is not. As, as good as we once thought it was coming in the last season. You know, you know, other than Brandon Walter, your bullpen in the minor leagues, your arms have not been panning out well. Like, you know, Harmon, you know, uh, Kelly was decent, but they everyone thought that he would be much, much more dominant. But who knows? Jack, there are a lot of question marks still. And going back to Raphael Devers, and I will say this. If Devers is looking for 14 years, let him walk. Uh, I mean, I, I I would not personally give him 14 years. That's absolutely ridiculous. You know, 13 also, I think that's ridiculous. But like 10 or 11, you know, 
like you said, the teams teams will get a crap ton of cash and say, "You're not worth this," but we're just going to give you a bunch of money. Sign with us. Yeah, that's what Bogart because we want to win. Exactly, we want to win. And and yeah, and you're right, Jason. It is a lot of pressure to put on young guys if if you don't have like a team with a lot of vets. And that's what they're gonna. And that's what will end up happening if they move on from Devers, which is another reason why they can't. You can't put all that pressure on Casas and Meyer and even Story just to carry a lineup. And, and guess what? Even if they pan out, what about the rest of the team? You know, at that point, what's it looking like? Because this would be in a few years. There would be a turnover period if Devers leaves. Maybe they trade him this offseason, or maybe he leaves no. next year. You know, there would be a turnover period. Um, but like you said about kind of maybe the, the 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 value of their prospects right now you know Rafaela he he started last year i think as like at the very end of their top 30 list he was like 25 to 30 he was somewhere in that range and he ended up at, at i think our fifth maybe best prospect fourth and now he's in the top 100 that jump is an, is incredible, and his value has never been higher than it is right now. Is he going to have another jump like that, and then say, it, it, and the next step for him would be being MLB ready? Is that going to happen? I don't know. He his yeah. value's never been higher, so his trade value is very high. So that could be that could be something to look at. Maybe yeah. it's almost similar to John Schreiber. His value's never been higher. Is he going to maybe regress a little and not be what everybody thinks he is? So he could be. If if they're looking to trade for a top starter, Rafaela and York and maybe even Bleach, those are guys that they could look at to move. I, I'm happy that they don't want to move Bayo or Costas or Meyer. Um, but those are I think Rafaela's value's never been higher, so he would be prone to trading, although he's one of the guys that they're attached to. And and back to Devers, I agree. Somebody's gonna give him that money and it's not gonna be you. That's just horrible. And I think the Red Sox have to give it to him because if they lose Devers, what's going to happen? Then they're going to lose fans. They're going to stop. They, they might sell less tickets. They can't risk losing the fan base because then guess what? Fenway ownership group loses money. So they know they have to keep Devers for that reason. And it's not even Bloom anymore. You know, I don't think it is. I think Bloom wants to, but in this front office or this ownership is basically saying, here's your limit. And then insert amount of money here, you know? Mm-hmm. Galaxy's apart makes sense. You know why? I think they're they're at Austin Riley's deal, and they're like, Austin Riley got this, so let's see. You can get this, too. And De- the Devers campaign's like, no, we'd rather test free agency, you know? If that- yeah, and, and if they're looking at Austin Riley's contract, they could be $100 million apart, you know? And, and that's concerning, and you're absolutely right. And and Austin Riley is literally comparable to Raphael Devers. Like they're almost the same player. They have almost the same ceilings. I think age is very relative too. Except, you know, Austin Riley isn't a Boris client or isn't none of those Braves guys are Boris clients. And I'm saying Devers is not. I'm just saying if Devers was a Boris client, you can already you can already get ready to see a thank you, Raffy post on Instagram, but you know, you made a point before. You made a point before about you know trading Devers. You know, if they're going to trade Devers at all, they're not going to wait till the deadline. I think they don't want to feel rushed. I think yeah, if, no way. if he's going to get traded, it's going to be this off season. But I don't think that's the case because the fan base will absolutely explode. Yeah. <laughs> um, if they do trade him, the time is now because obviously his value would be higher than it is in the middle of the season. 
but they cannot trade Devers. There's no package that would be worth it because this is a generational talent. He's just an unbelievable hitter, and you can't you can't trade him. They have to keep him at all costs, and I can't stress that enough. Oof. I'm scared, man. I don't know. I don't think they're going to do it. I literally don't. If they're <sighs> galaxies apart, it makes sense if they're galaxies apart and they're like just – and then J- John Heyman came out with – you know, the Red Sox, their offers is basically a little bit north of $200 million, and the Devers campaign is asking for $300-plus million. It's not the case. They're That's galaxies apart. Yeah. That's absolutely. And I've heard some journalists who said if the Red Sox are going to resign Devers, the first ditch it's going to have to start with a four. I don't think that's the case. I kind of disagree because – well, Gomez's there, report would say the exact opposite. Who, Somewhere 300 to 350. Hector Gomez? Yeah, Hector Gomez is also very questionable. So, Well, he's, he's the one who reported what Devers is asking for. 10 years, 12, 11 years, 12 years. And it ranges from 300 to like 300 and a little over 350. Yeah. So, do you think, personally, they'll get it done? Oh, if I were betting... I would say, I'd say yes. I'd say yes. If, if I'm a betting man, I'm going to say yes. Rafael Devers will get a contract extension with the Boston Red Sox. What do you think the terms would be, you know? Oh, they'd probably be the shortest offer. 10 years, $320 million maybe. Ooh, I don't know about that. I, I I would personally go the shorter round, say nine for three hundred. Is that wait? Did you just say that? No, I said ten for like three twenty. Ten three twenty. I don't know if they're gonna get them because they're waiting and his value is only going up. Three weeks ago, you could have gotten him for ten for three hundred. Now you now you're getting him for much less or much more. Yeah, so. and even a year ago, you could have gotten him for way less. But can't dwell on the past. Not at all. So, what are your thoughts on Justin Turner? Justin Turner, you know, he replaces JD in the lineup. I feel like his he has a similar season, just opposite numbers in OPS. And, you know, his OPS increased as the season went on. JD Martinez's OPS decreased as the yeah. season went on. That's, I don't know if it's a concern, but his power has also diminished. I think he only had 13 home runs, similar to JD. So, I think Justin Turner's a little bit of a better replacement, but you're paying him twenty-two or twelve million opposed to ten million for JD, who apparently they didn't offer a contract to. So if you ask me, I I like it. You can also you can give Devers some time off. You can possibly put Turner at second, a position he hasn't played at, I don't think, since twenty fifteen. Could be wrong. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But I think it's a solid pickup. And back to what I was saying before, if Devers it has a lingering injury, you can place Turner at third base and yeah. have Devers recover and play some DH. But Yeah, I think that's kind of why they moved on from JD. It's the position. JD can't field anywhere, so he's really just DH, whereas Turner can play third, first, maybe a little bit of second. Um, and that's a good point. I never thought about that, where JD got worse over the season and Turner got way better, um, which is a good sign um, for us. But I like the pickup. Um, you know, he's a good contact hitter who gets on base, but he also 
hopefully he can get his power up from last year. Um, and I like the pickup. I do. I just really wish they did something something else too. Now moving forward, I like I like the guys that they've signed so far. But do it, do more because there's still so much to be done. Nope. Yeah, this this offseason's far from over, man. We still have a few months, and there's still free agents on the market. I want I was kind of disappointed that we didn't get Varsho, but seeing what the Blue Jays gave up for him, I think it was a little bit of an overpay. Yeah, for us that would have been Meyer, and then maybe I don't. Maybe know. Meyer and Verdugo. Meyer and Verdugo. Maybe not Verdugo. Probably would have been like Meyer and Dahlbeck because Meyer's a higher, uh, higher level than Moreno, I think, and Guriel. Oh, true. Yeah. Guriel also, he's on his way out. I'd say. I think he had really? a really down year last year, so. It'd be Meyer, and it'd basically just be Meyer. And for me, Varsho's a good player, really good fielder with power upside. But, you know, maybe that that fielding will continue, but maybe the hitting won't. So I wouldn't have stepped near that price if I were the Red Sox. Yeah, but I would not at all. You know, is a good player, you know, but he hits for low average, but hits for power. And he, he's superb in center. I think, right? Mm-hmm. Or see a corner yeah, outfielder. very, very good. Yeah, he's a good defensive outfielder. But I, yeah. I would not... Moreno, he's a good prospect, but I think it was time the Blue Jays trade for that big player, and they certainly got him. Yeah, and that could look... Maybe one of the Blue Jays catchers would be available for trade right now, Danny Jensen or Kirk, if so. I think the... I mean, maybe the price is high. Check in on that for the Red Sox. But what do, what are your thoughts on them with, uh, with the Red Sox, too, moving forward with catcher do you think they don't address it because of other needs you think they roll with mcguire and wong or do you think maybe they could pick up a free agent maybe i've seen a name thrown around a lot gary sanchez yeah i mean you when you look at the salary cap or the payroll my bad you probably have 30 million ish to spend before you're at the luxury tax and by the by the motto of this team there's absolutely no way they want to pay the luxury tax in 2023 because 2020 well, don't know because last year they paid it so well last year they were coming off of an ALCS run and two wins away right. from the World series you're coming right. off of the last place finish yeah that's true Do you want to go over the luxury tax even even with the guys you have right now no 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 so that's a good point I think if if you don't go over the luxury tax in today's game, you probably don't stand a chance. Yeah, I mean, what can the Red Sox do to you know get over the luxury tax and be competitive? No, nothing, nothing really pops out or sticks out. But back to back to my main point, Gary Sanchez, I think would go, do well as a DH. But we have that role already filled, and he's not a good catcher. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I think that in the past he's been really bad. I think last year, though, the numbers were a little bit better than they've been in the past. I think he was about average. Um, Upside is a power hitter, not a great contact hitter. I'd probably stay away from it. And and at that point, just go with McGuire and Wong. But I'd love if they, after they figure everything out with pitching and whoever's going to play shortstop, I think – then maybe that you can address catcher. And I think one of the, the, the Toronto guys would be awesome. I don't think they're gonna be they're gonna give up Kirk since they traded Moreno. I think think his value would be skyrocket. I think they'd probably ask Meyer. A lot of these teams are gonna ask for Meyer. 
you know, in the Red Sox. I don't think that's for Meyer for Kirk. No, no, no. I'm just saying a lot of teams would, would probably ask for Meyer. I think, I think yeah. if we're talking about a prospect for Kirk right now, it'd probably be uh, Miguel Blaze or maybe York. Yeah, York. But I don't want to give York for Kirk. I. Kirk I don't is, think York would get it done. I think it'd have to be York and a few other pieces. Yeah, and then you know, you you, you can't really trade anyone on the rotation right now because it's so thin and you know why don't they sign all these veteran guys i just don't understand and you know have them compete in spring training and so you know you have some depth behind you yeah i agree why not why not i agree but yeah i i would be very shocked if we got gary gary sanchez there are much more places of need heimblum has expressed it but you know everything a lot of uncertainty with this front office you know they wanted they were in the mix for sean murphy at one point who went to atlanta for freaking nothing but besides the point i think i think there's definitely bigger needs any closing thoughts yeah, a few minutes left yeah i agree same thing bigger needs right now the biggest needs maybe that starting pitcher and maybe another shortstop maybe it'll be segura which i wouldn't mind if if they add segura i wouldn't mind it but then they have to stack up on pitching because then their lineup is good. It's not elite, but it's good. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. Catcher is maybe their fourth biggest need right now. They also might need to add another reliever. So who knows? I think, I think you know, although catcher is a need, I think, I think you might need another outfield piece. I know Ref Snyder's pretty good, but, like, do you want someone in a corner outfield? Because, you know, I, I, I've heard some people say, you know, Yoshida will, if, if, if uh, this was actually before Justin Turner, Yoshida will play DH sometimes, which. Yeah, he's definitely left field right now, I think. He's definitely re- left field for Duos right. There's no question in my mind. Yeah, definitely. And right now, the outfield to me looks good, but if they move Verdugo, then they need another outfielder. Yeah. And it's a question of are they going to move Verdugo? Are they going to move Pavetta? Are they going to move Hauk? We didn't talk about him, you know? He, he he's yeah. they're 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 telling him to prepare as a starter, but he could serve as a bullpen role. But hey, we'll see. This time we'll see. I don't see a scenario where Hauk starts. Now maybe maybe they don't add another pitcher and they go five man rotation. Sale uh, Sale Pavetta, Bayo Whitlock Hauk, or maybe they go sure. six man and they go with those five guys in Paxton, which would to me be signing off on a losing season. You just can't have that much no. that lack of experience in the rotation. Yeah, I want to trade. And we need we need an ace. We don't really have one. You know, Sales not an ace. He's pitched eleven. He's pitched eleven games in the past three years. So, yeah, I agree. They got to get they got to get a premier pitcher. They got to get a guy because if you if he gets traded for some reason, you're you're looking at Nick Pavetta as your opening day starter. Yeah, no shot Sale gets traded. I don't think. I think it'd be such a bad move if they trade Sale. The only reason it would be is to dump his salary which is a concern because then it goes back to the cheap spending. It's the Tampa, it's the Tampa Bay Red Sox. You know, you can't do it. I think just keep them for the upside. Yeah. It'd probably be like a three team trade. Honestly, salary dumps are hard to do too. If you, I think, I think if sale has to be packaged with someone else, you know, I mean, maybe he doesn't even have that much money. Really. It's like two years, 55 million. Yeah. Alrighty. We're running out of time. Jack, thanks for joining. Thank you for having me. It's a good episode.
Let's let let's make a move. I I want to see a move before the new year. You know, I didn't get I didn't get what I wanted for Christmas, which was a Raphael Devers extension. But let's hope we get one before the I new agree. year. New year, that's a good goal. If if I'm betting, does it happen? Probably not. No. <laughs> All right, Jack. Thank you once again. Go Sox. Thank you.